Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. Tom, one of our, our listeners, got in touch because I threw out a statistic last week on the show where I said that apparently Irish women are the fastest to cheat among Irish women who, who among women who have affairs. Uh, Irish women, on average, take three point six years of marriage only to stray, which is less than uh, other countries. And Tom got in touch with us to talk about this. Tom, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Kira. You, what, what did you make of what I said about people having affairs? Uh, apparently, twenty-five percent of men have affairs. Twenty. We always hear about them, but we never hear about the twenty percent of women who do. Um, uh, is there something going wrong? Do you think people have the wrong expectation of marriage? Well, when when you uh, brought the statistic out first, I was absolutely floored. I thought I misheard you, and then you repeated it. Yeah. And then I grabbed grabbed my iPad and checked it, and absolutely. And I, I then I started to think, well. What's happening? You know, yeah. What's going down? Because you know people don't have to rush into marriage. They can they can, they can live together happily. They can yeah. live together for the next hundred years. So what's happening? You know they're having the big day, the hundred quid, the hundred thousand uh, party, and the ten grand dress and all the rest of it. And then three or four years down the line, they're just running into a problem. And I thought to myself, is it expectation? That crossed my mind first. Then the next thing I thought of is it something to do with the fact that with the generational change, you know, you have like at work and everything else, we have you know people are in jobs much shorter. They want change. They want to move on to the next thing. We change our cars. We change our TVs. Is it that? Is it just? I mean, we have a, a rapid attention span. We're just, yeah, oh we, we have. And then I thought something terrible, and that all the men are going to hate me for this. Then the next question I thought is, are all Irish men assholes? Oh, in other words, uh, are we have to get to the point where we put the ring on their finger. And uh, we think that's the end of the day, because from my experience, I've got news for Irish men, and that's the case, the day you put the ring on the finger is the day you bloody well really have to start trying. Really? So, uh, I, well, I think so. Okay. And I, I was married for 51 years before my wife passed away. But, ah. I mean, it was, it was an increase, you know, it, that's the, they're the first three things that I thought. And I've been thinking about it an awful lot. So, and so I think, you know, it has to be something between expectation Maybe guys not standing up to the players and this drive for constant change. Can, can I play devil's advocate with you, Tom? Because this is very interesting. It's very interesting to talk to somebody, particularly a man, about it. You're putting the responsibility for these marriages failing on the men there. Could it not be that Irish women are awful doses? Oh, yeah, it could well be. I'm, I mean, I'm putting the, the men in sort of in a semi-bad light, I guess. But I'm saying, if, you know, when you say expectation, yeah. that could be either party. Yeah, that no, certainly could be could be the could be the, the it, women as it, much as the men. It could, and maybe you know, dare I say it, are Irish women too into themselves? Now, I'm, now I have to say something which I, I should have said at the beginning. I've never had an Irish girlfriend. Oh, so was your wife not? Was your wife not Irish? No, my wife was English, and I've had I had girlfriends that were from Kenya, Japan. Uh, Europe, mm-hmm. anywhere, but I'd never, I was living, I did my degree in the UK, you see, so I was in the UK in the early 60s and life was great over there then. So I never, and I was, wasn't in, in with the Irish diaspora very much from university, all my friends were, were there was no Irish people in university with me. So, um, you know, I, I mixed with everything else but, but Irish girls. Okay, well this is, this is, this is fascinating stuff. So, but you were, okay, you were married for 51 years and yeah. ha- happily, happily married? Yeah, my my wife's passing has been the worst event of my life. It's uh, it's like somebody tore my insides out. I mean, I'm not a sensitive guy. Okay, I had to put that out front straight away. I'm not. But her dying, I'm, I 
said to myself not long ago, I thought, if I thought love did this to you, I might never have tried it in the first place. But that was a joke. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, an, it's an awful feeling. And it's not just being alone. That's, that's, I, that I can deal with. But it's just the loss of this, this wonderful, and she was a very beautiful woman, no doubt about it. She was a gorgeous looking woman. But, and the loss of her has just been it's just mind-breaking. Absolutely. You, so, just, you just miss her. Oh, absolutely. I think there's a, there's a great phrase that the Jewish people have called Beshekta. They say that everybody out there in the world somewhere, everybody has their Beshekta. That means there's some, the ideal person for them. You might, meet, you might meet them when you're 10, you might meet them when you're 100. But if you meet them, then it's a bond for life. And I certainly think that Elaine was my Beshekta because, uh, and I had a bad reputation before I met Elaine. Did you know? Yes, I had. Uh, yeah, with, my, my, with, my, with the ladies? My, even my own, yeah, my, even my own friends, so-called, along with hers, warned her on, on earth not to have anything to do with this guy. It would end badly. Because you were, as we might say, were you a bit of a player? Overly so, yes. Okay, but but did that all change when 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 you met Elaine? Yeah, the, the, about two weeks before we married, this is going to sound weird to some people now, I guess, we sat down and because for her knowing my past and I looking at this very beautiful woman who has constantly been chased by hordes of bloody men, we sat down and we said, if either one of us step out of line, just once, it's good morning, judge. So you, you, you basically said, if, if either of us cheat, we're going to get divorced. It's, it's the end of it. Yeah, that's right. And there was no excuses. And I, could, I couldn't come home and say, I sure had a few pints and you know, this one got yeah, hold yeah, of yeah. me. And, so what could I do? That wasn't, that wasn't going to work. And I did have an opportunity. I mean, I, was, I, 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 I had a very weird situation about two years into my marriage when a lady I was giving a lift to in a car became overtly frisky and had to stop the car and ask her to get out because I thought, I am, in the old days, I would have parked the car and would be way hey. <laughs> But, in, but, in the, but with this one, I thought, this woman is too much to lose. I yeah. am not in any way, shape or form putting this at risk. And our life was a total partnership. From day one, we had, our accounts were just thrown in. We had everything was up front. If she had a point problem with me, I got it straight between the two eyes and vice versa. Was it all milk and honey? No, it wasn't. She couldn't stand the sight of me to start with. She said I was arrogant, aggressive, money-orientated, work-driven. And um, she was right about all of it. But she actually, she actually beat, beat me into submission. <laughs> I like I like the sound of of your of your lovely your lovely wife, Tom. Uh, just I, I'm I'm interested in what you said because you obviously you, you came together and you, and you decided no we're in this through hell or high water. But if I, either of us stray, that'll be the end of it. But you said that one of the things that stopped you maybe cheating the night you met the the woman who was a bit frisky in the car was that oh, yeah. you, you weren't willing to lose Elaine. She was too much to lose. Is that why people? cheat do you think that they don't really believe that the person that they're that they are with that they're maybe their husband or wife is is worth you know being faithful to or or that they're kind of they're gambling and they're willing to lose do you think well you see i don't know i think here there's, there's two there's two ways of looking at this i guess that could well be it you could well be spot on the ball that and if that's the value they have then yeah we, we have a problem here yeah but I think at the maybe end not of the day, everyone meets their soulmate the way you describe maybe a lot of people is it possible that a lot of people settle that they that, that they marry oh, yeah. somebody or they I, get together with somebody yeah, who's but, but, but about 60% is, of what they want maybe yeah but the trouble is you see here is that we don't have to rush into this it's not like back in the bad old days that I left this country to get out of yeah. you know where a woman got married and she was stuck with it for life because of the kids and everything else you know nobody has to do it now and that's the part that's puzzling me nobody has to do it in other words you could have sex etc without being married now in a way that was Absolutely more challenging right. in the past unless unless you really really believe that this you know that you that this person means something to you 
Don't and do it. I, and if that goes after three years, I mean, I know everybody talks about the hormones, you know, starts racing around after three years. Well, in our case, it lasted a pretty slight longer than three years. But anyway, we were still active until about a year before she died. So thank God for that. But, you know, so I, I don't understand uh, where this, this, this yeah. as I said, the whole thing must be either expectation or lack of, a, of, of application. In other words, Something goes wrong. It's great when we're on the holidays in Tahiti and, you know, we were drinking the Mai Tais and there's no worries and there's no mortgage and all of that stuff. And then suddenly there's stuff and it goes wrong. You come home after a week's work and the washing machine goes plumb up the spout and <laughs> something else happens. One of the kids goes to the hospital and suddenly it's all hassle. And, I, and, do we, and then do we think, this is not worth it? Can, can I ask you, Tom, because you've obviously touched on there what it is to lose a woman or a partner or a wife or I'm sure it's the same if it was a husband if it, if it was somebody who was married to, to a man sure, yeah. but but to lose the sort of the love of your life in, incredibly incredibly difficult and the loss is, can't imagine it but w- would you ever think of finding somebody else do you, do you ever feel I know it is a lonely road but that's not the worst of it I, I suppose but do, do you ever think that way or, or, or was she the one and, and there is no other? Well, it's not all that long since she passed. It's only about a year and a year and a half, well, less than a year and a half. But and she did say to me before she passed because she said I worry about you on your own. She said because she thought I was incompetent. Probably right. But anyway, but she said to me, she said, you know, I, I have no problem. She said you find somebody else, okay. and you can never say never. So she gave you her permission home. anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, 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 but at the moment, is there an inclination? Because my worry would be, I would want, not want to start a relationship with somebody and try to compare with Elaine, because that would be unfair. Yeah, you know? it would. They're incomparable. I would have to switch that relationship off and start with a blank sheet of paper and say, this is a whole new, and you're, this is a whole new square, are and you, let me start from scratch. Are you not ready to switch that relationship off yet? Um, at, at this point in time, probably not. But yeah. I, you know, could it happen next week, next month, next year? I don't know is the answer to yeah. that. But this was an event. I mean, I lost my parents, as you know, we all do. I lost my, my beloved sister. I was very close to through bloody cancer as well. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was bad. But even the three of them lumped together didn't go one-fiftieth of the way towards what happened when, when Elaine passed. Yeah. And that, and that I'd was, well uh, believe it. I'd well believe it. Uh, that's horrifying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But Pe- look, it's people like... Don't, uh, people don't talk about it much, do they? People don't talk about what it is to face into widowhood. Well, I'm, I'm lucky in a sense that I've got a, a friend, and she is only a friend, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's lost uh, a husband, a daughter, and recently a godchild to the same bloody disease. And she's happened to, it's happened to her over six years. And we have lunch maybe once a week together. Now, we don't sit and talk about bloody cancer all the time. We talk about everything under the sun. But we do ask each other, how are we and how are things going? Yeah. But with the, and, and, that, and she's made a huge difference. Yeah, well, friendship is friendship but, uh, is important. But, uh, but I don't want to go out. If I met you in the street or you were one of my friends and I met you in the gym in the morning, I wouldn't go up and start saying, hey, Kerry, you know, I've got this problem. Yeah. I would probably, I'd put the happy-go-lucky face yeah, on. Yeah, we and, all do that. How's everything? We're grand. That's right. Yeah. You, you don't want to bore everybody we're, else. We're all it's trapped it. behind that mask of everything's all right, even when we're in terrible turmoil, aren't we? Yes, it's not, but it's not wanting to put other people into the same position as yourself because they don't have answers anyway in, in nine times out of ten. They'll ask you how you do and can I do anything for you? And if you said yes they're probably likely to almost fall over. But it's well-intentioned. I'm not criticising it. Can I just say, you've been a delight to talk to and and you have uh, a huge amount of interesting things to say, Tom. Thank you for coming on and and talking to me about all of this. And uh, I listen to you you every day. Sometimes you drive me (laughs) screaming mad and sometimes I applaud you. That's how it should be. (laughs) That's how it should be. I'll take that. Thank you for that, Tom. Thank you for coming on. 53106 is the text line. What what, what did you think of what you heard there? Um, A lot a lot in that about widowhood, about marriage, about expectations, about love. Uh, come on and tell me what you think. Five three one six.
I did talk to Tom before the break and he, he was a fascinating man who had been married for 51 years and was sort of thinking and mulling over what marriage meant and what relationships meant and why they might fail and indeed what it is to lose the love of your life and a huge amount of you did get involved. Uh, Mick says, Kira, give that man a slot every Friday. Life experience is the best Uh advice ever and I, I kind of felt that when I was talking to him myself someone else says uh, Tom is a legend he talks a lot of sense he had me crying and laughing he should give lessons on life and love to Irish men uh, someone else says I loved Tom Kira I loved when he told you that you drive him cracked half the time listen I drive every, I drive myself half cracked half the time but uh, provided the other half of the time it's okay we'll, we'll still go with it and someone else said hi Kira. I am a widow and I was devastated by the loss. Uh, but what drives me mad about conversations on losing a partner is the conversation always, always turns to, would you like to meet someone else or get married again? We are not grieving not being married. We are grieving the loss of the person that we loved. Never ask that question. Ask the person how they are and talk about the loved one that they lost. Thank you for that, Amy. Amy, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're not saying, yeah. I, I totally see what you're saying uh, and I'm sure that is extremely difficult and I hope you're doing okay. And one of our listeners, Sarah, is on the line. Sarah, you were listening to Tom talk about grief and uh, you said he's not alone. What's your experience around all of this? Hi, Kira. Hi, it's good to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I suppose if I were to say something to Tom directly, I would say, uh, Tom, you're not alone, you know. Um, and, and that's not just kind of uh, words. I, I really mean that. Um Basically, I suppose, yeah, I've lost my mother in uh, 2007. And to be honest with you, I think um, while I have got over to a certain extent, um, I think, you know, the texture of your life changes forever. It does. It does. Um, um, that's that, that, that's 12, 12 years ago. Uh, and you still feel the loss quite acutely? I do, Kira. I do. My mother was, expe- uh, she was expecting extremely patient and kind of radiated love and peace. And I suppose it was even the little things, you know, uh, the way she opened a door was very gentle. Uh, the timbre of her voice was so gentle. And she was a wonderful listener. So, yeah, I suppose I even to this day get a bit emotional. Yeah, it leaves a big hole. I, I, I've never obviously, lost, I, I'm not widowed or, 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 or haven't lost a partner that way. But certainly uh, I have experienced I've lost both my parents. So I, I can totally relate to that. Are yeah. you are you yourself, Sarah, are you married? No, no, I'm single. And I suppose I would say that maybe, maybe it's unfair thing to say, but I would say it's a little bit more difficult when you're single because uh, I lived with my mother in the same house, in yeah. the home house. Yeah. And yeah, so I was very much aware of her presence, Kira, you know. Yeah. And not just her presence, but her essence, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I, don't, I don't think that is unfair to say. I think... I think if you aren't single, if you have a partner and if you have children, they fill yes. so much of your life. They fill yes. that hole, that loss. They, like, I remember when both my parents died, I felt like there was a big yes. crater, a big, a big hole mm-hmm. in my life that was missing. There was a big lump yes. of, of life missing and mm-hmm. love missing. And little yes. by little, I suppose I filled it in with, with the other people in my life as best yes. I could. I, mm-hmm. I imagine that's much harder if you don't have that and if, if therefore all the love you have was, was funneled into that one person, your mum, and you were living together and all that. That, that loss, my love, is, is, is huge. I'm so sorry. Yes, thank you very much, Kira. No, it's good to talk about it. And uh, I hope maybe that helps some other people who are going through it. But my other point, Kira, is that I think in a way, um, I'm quite a spiritual person yeah. and I do think 
uh, I do think I'm probably a better person because of that loss. Yeah. Well, we 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 it's grow we grow in an awful way. It's true. We grow yeah. from adversity because we become stronger and we become yeah. more. I suppose insightful or wise or whatever but look you're dead right Sarah and, and I hope I hope you're doing okay and uh, thank you for coming on and talking to me Yes thanks very much Kira. Yeah, and you're welcome Yeah listen it's lovely to talk to you um, I think we, we never talk about grief as honestly as perhaps we should considering how universal it is as, as an experience in our lives and how bloody awful it is as well Someone says Kira, widowhood is truly devastating especially when you have young children I was widowed at 40 with two young daughters I'm now in my 60s and I'm blessed to have met a widower a few years ago and we've had a second chance at love he has two grown up married children and they make our lives oh they make our lives hell because they can't accept that their father has a right to move on sometimes I wonder if I can take any more pain but I love my new life with my new man that's very difficult isn't it too that, that's a real subject matter in itself there allowing adult parents to move on by adult children like your, 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 your mum or your dad is widowed and you're there in your 30s and you don't accept that your dad or your mum has a right at happiness for the rest of their life with somebody new you want to have them in mothballs I think that's very unfair of the children about the, the new partner I think we have to accept if we love somebody that everyone we love, we want them to be happy in whatever shape happiness takes. Um, that's that's something else there. Someone says, we have one soulmate, one true love. The rest are just pale imitations. Unfortunately, intelligence is needed for a long-term relationship. When I see married women and married men on nights out, it's plainly obvious that some don't have the intelligence or the conviction for a proper relationship. Feather-brained comes to mind. So rationalising affairs becomes easy. And that's from Kay. I don't think you have to be intelligent to love. I, I think you could be somebody who is not super brainy and easily uh, love long and passionately and happily somebody else. I, I don't believe it's about intelligence myself. But one of the things that Tom did talk about also was the idea of people having affairs and maybe devaluing their marriages. Or he said he never would because he wasn't going to risk losing Elaine, who was the love of his life. Uh, and Lisa, one of our listeners, is on the line. Lisa, you think we should stop expecting our spouses to be everything to us, friend, lover, partner. Tell me why. Hi, Kira. How are um, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, thank you. Um, I Look, I, I did tweet you a couple of times and I'm, I'm always cognizant it's hard to get a message across on, in 140 characters. Of course it is. Um, I guess, look, my, my story is um, I, I was married. I was married in France. Uh, there was after, so we got married after six years. There was cheating afterwards, but that's not, and I'm divorced now. That's not yeah. why we broke up. Um, look, the, the idea of me breaking up with someone just because they've had sex with someone else, I, I don't know, I, I place more value on my relationship with that. But what, what broke it was the dishonesty. Ah, and I, I, think okay. that's, I think that's the problem with, with cheating. In fact, that's the problem with expectations around all relationships, you know. Yeah. If you can't, if you don't feel you're able to express your needs and, and discuss having those needs met, then then there's going to be some disappointment or some grief, as you were saying, regarding your last caller. I've talked to lots of people when I used to be a GP and, and people would come in and talk to me about, they didn't just come in about coughs and colds, they used to come in about everything. And, I, and I've spoken to lots of people who said exactly what you said when, when their partner, and it wasn't always a man, that was often the woman, when, when their mm-hmm. partner cheated, they would often say it wasn't the sex, it wasn't the fact that they slept with somebody else. That's kind of, that can be a meaningless act. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that they were able to look me in the eye and lie about working late or lie about going to the tennis club or lying about wherever they, whatever they were supposed to be doing when they were actually cheating. The fact that they were lying to me, that was what killed me more. And is that what you're saying too? 
Exactly, exactly it is. I just, but you, you know, you you were right in saying earlier to Tom, like, and I don't think for a second that I'm as wise and insightful as, as he is. But, well, uh, I think um, we all have I, our own insights. We we all have insights. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but um, I I think you're right that the 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 era has changed. There's there's a lot more uh, access to other people, new ideas, new information out there. There's a lot more pressure on relationships. We're living a lot longer, and um, I I just think uh, having that. Um, having a lot of self-awareness about your own needs in a yeah. relationship. Um, that, that's what I mean when I say not expecting one person to be everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I want to spend my life with one person. But, you know, in, in some respects, you know, so my uh, actually my, my partner wasn't a, a man. It was a woman who yeah, cheated yeah. on me. Uh, not that that makes any difference, no. I suppose. Um, you know, if, if, if she's not in a position to be my, my best friend today, then I have to be able to go and get that emotional support from somewhere else. And yeah. then that requires my maturity in myself Can, as well. You know? And it does. But, but don't be too hard on yourself either. Do remember that, that she cheated on you. OK, so, so mm-hmm. let, let, let's, let's boil that back down a little bit, because, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I agree with you about the dishonesty, the lying, the, the taking you for an idiot in some ways. That, that's, that's really hard to stomach. I get that. But the cheating, the straying, the going outside your relationship for sex with somebody else says something about how your partner, how she viewed your relationship. Either she was willing to gamble with it so she had devalued it in that way or she was looking for something outside that she wasn't getting inside that says that she she wasn't happy in some way or that you and her had some mismatch in some way. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that fair to say? Look, there's definitely a mismatch for sure. And I you, don't get me wrong, absolutely, you know, Cheating in the sense of being dishonest about, you know, being with someone else outside of a relationship, that's wrong. I, I totally, I totally buy that. But, you know, I also think people cheat for other reasons. Like people make mistakes, you know, in that particular scenario, it was, she wasn't emotionally mature enough or, or self-aware enough to, to see that mismatch or that, that, that gap in the relationship. And, you know, it's tough. Like relationships are hard work. It's hard to, to, to look inside yourself to figure out what it is you need and to uh-huh. express that to another person. And I don't know, I just think we need to be a bit easier on, on ourselves and on our marriages to make them last into what will be our hundreds. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm much well, more likely to, to live a lot, lot longer than than... I don't know, previous generations, you know. Back in, yeah, completely. Back in the day, mm. we used to be married for about 20 years because then we all died, basically. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now we can be married for about 60 years, which is a slightly <laughs> bigger challenge, I would suggest. A lot of, I, 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 anything I've read about this kind of thing says, particularly women, and I'm interested in this because obviously you and your partner are women, so we have a little, a little, little sort of sample sort of group of women in this, in this situation. You say women cheat for two reasons. One is for emotional intimacy as much as for sex. Yeah. And that, but they also, women cheat as an exit strategy that they they want out uh, and, and they don't know how to say it because they're not great at expressing themselves because they're kind of people pleasers. So they actually have an affair in order to explode or implode the marriage and get out anyway. Does that, and, and does that, that resonate with you? It does very much. Look, if, if I have to be honest, right, I've cheated in the past as well. Certainly not on my current partner. Like we are super open and honest with each other now. And I guess that's what I've learned for, through the process. Um, but I've, I've cheated for that first reason, you know, in search for emotional intimacy. And, and you're, you're dead right on the latter. Um, and maybe that's what happened. But I just think it's a, you know, that is an emotionally immature thing to do. And I, maybe we need to be start to be, you know, before we jump into marriages these days, start to be looking at the emotional maturity of the partners that we're engaging with and, you know, giving them opportunities to express yeah. their needs or, 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 or look into their commitment. Like, it is commitment. You're, 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 I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with any of your, your callers here. Um, yeah. 
I think I just I just think it's a little bit more nuanced. And one of the reasons why marriage is breaking down is because we we plus all these these expectations onto this one relationship. You know, that was one thing that happened in my marriage. Yeah. My my ex wife expected that I'd be happy once we were married, and and within a few months, you know, nothing is different. Like marriage didn't change much for us. Not that I wasn't happy, but I'm I'm a bit of a workaholic. Maybe that was the mismatch. Yeah. Um, Did you uh, expect it to change something? Maybe, maybe in my naivety. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I've I've grown. I, I grew up in Ireland, so I, I've been out of the country for a long time. Got married out of the country, but I grew up in a in a in a world where. Can I ask no, you a I, really personal? Not that we haven't already ooh. been asking you loads of personal questions. Go like, ahead. Do you think you got married to shore up a relationship that wasn't right in the first place? It's a possibility. It's probably not one. It's not the only reason. Yeah. But it's it's definitely one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah look, look yeah, I, come sure. here, I, I say that with no loaded judgment on it. I'm just kind of going, why do people get married in the first place? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, look, Lisa, thank you very much for coming on and talking to me because I love, this is one of the reasons I love Unscripted. I love talking to people about what's in their heads. The most interesting <laughs> thing on this planet to me is the contents of other people's heads. So I am in the, I'm in the right job. But thank you very much for, for a very interesting perspective uh, on all of that. Uh, thank you, Lisa. Uh, for anyone who's just joined us, we are talking about marriage. We are talking about cheating we are talking about widowhood we're talking about life to be honest because a very interesting gentleman Tom came on before the news and spoke about his 51 year marriage and how much he adored his wife and he's now widowed and what people are looking for nowadays is a bit different he thinks and and I just think we're having a very interesting conversation and Philip is on the line one of our listeners Philip why do you think people are having affairs well, I was uh, good afternoon. Good Kira, afternoon. And I to you. have to say I agree with a lot with a lot of what Lisa had to say there yeah. just beforehand. Your previous caller, um, but I think these I think people have always been having affairs. I think since the beginning of time, I think have been so too. Affairs. Uh, I think nowadays there's a, a, a more of a window to have affairs because there's a lot more freedom in the world than we've ever had. Personal freedom, um, and as a result, uh, also you were talking about the statistic about women and I think women before maybe it it was all kept under the carpet before because a lot of the actual consequences of a woman in the past having an affair would have been quite catastrophic Uh, it can still be in certain parts of the world today yeah no, I think you're. So, I, I think you're completely right. But I, I, what I thought was very interesting about those statistics and the statistics that we're talking about is that 25 percent of married men cheat and 20 percent of married women cheat. The reason I think those statistics are fascinating is because you hear about men cheating all the time. Every second rom com in America is about how do I stop him from cheating. And when it turns yeah. out, women are cheating in almost the same amounts, and well, you don't hear nearly as much about that. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I've read a little bit about this myself, so I would t- totally agree with what you're saying there. I think it's just m- coming out into the open more now than it ever was in the past before. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I've been married myself for 40 years. Happily married. Are you one st- of the, still one married? Of the points, I, I've been married for over 40 years myself. Yeah. Still married, though. I'm still married. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's all. And is, is it all happy? I hope it is when I'm asking oh, yeah, you on air. <laughs> yeah, but it, one of the points that you did make, which uh, I again I'd agree with, you said you know in the past you got married and possibly uh, you know after twenty years then you were six feet under and that was it. Whereas nowadays uh, I, I I've been uh, I've been listening to uh, an American relationship counselor lately. I've been listening to her on TED talks. Yeah, and uh, one of the points that she makes is she says uh, people will get married several times these days sometimes to the same individual. So you've got to just keep changing your marriage all the time. In a modern world, 
uh, it's like going back to a lot of the things that Lisa was just saying to you a minute ago, uh, where all these expectations are coming on, yeah. with, uh, on people within a modern day well, marriage. Well, well, you're not the same in your 40s as you are in your 20s. And presumably, and I don't know this yet, but presumably you're not the same in your 60s as you were in your 40s. So okay. so you, if, you're, if you're growing and changing all the time as a person over the course of your life, which I think we probably all accept we do, a one-size-fits-all marriage is, is not going to work, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not possible. Yeah. I mean, and I, your earlier speaker, um, I can't remember, was it Tom? Yeah, Tom, he's lovely. Name? Tom, yeah, and, and, and fair play to him. He had a, he, by the sounds of it, he had a lovely marriage. But I, I, I can't also agree with the fact that there's one soulmate out there. You don't That's think impossible. so? It's yeah, I, I, I hear you. And, and, and statistically, it seems unlikely when there's billions and billions and billions of us on the planet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I ask you one thing? You're married. <laughs> yeah. asking really personal questions. But your marriage today, 40 years on, is it quite a different thing to your marriage 40 years ago? Oh, it, it, it certainly is. All sort of things. I mean, I have children. My children now are grown. Uh, the whole scenario changes. You've got to, uh, you, you, I, again, I, a good quote I heard recently was uh, marriage or any kind of intimate relationship is a story. Write it well, edit often. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, I, and that all makes that all makes infinite sense. But 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 you, you're you and your wife are in a different place maybe than you were 40 years ago anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're constantly trying to edit the story. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we're all, that's, we're all editing our own stories, irrespective of our marriages. We're all kind of exactly, ed- editing yeah. our own little stories all the time, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, it's very nice to talk to you, Philip. Thank you for coming on and, and talking okay. to us. Uh, five, 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 three, one, oh, six is the text. And what do you think about what you've heard? Can you really expect one person to be all things to you? Do you really believe you have a soulmate out of the seven billion of us or whatever it is? Or is that only who lives in China? I can't remember. Anyway, there's billions of us. I don't remember how many billions, but is there only one person for you or could there be loads of person for you? Or did you just have a type? Um, how do you make it work? How do you make it last? Let me know what you think. Someone says, Kira, I too thought Tom was fantastic but I too am widowed but not necessarily grieving not in the same way my husband did cheat on me we became friends in the end though I grieve for what might have been what he missed out on grandchildren growing old together friends that's sad to me please don't give out my name we don't, We never give out anyone can come on here anonymously because I am very aware of how personal a lot of the things we discuss on this programme is in terms of social issues and personal issues and therefore you can come on and call yourself Bonnie Prince Charlie for all I care. We just want to hear what you think. Uh, someone else says, Kira, do you think that having an affair is equatable to being mentally unfaithful? I.e. you could be married to your partner for a long period of time but lust after people you are attracted to but uh, never act upon. Um, I suspect that the acting upon it uh, ups, goes up a gear from the just thinking about it. So I don't think that they're quite the same thing, no, because I think there is, you have moved, you have moved lanes when you've gone from the thinking to the acting, but, you know, because a lot of people might think but not act. So that's a different thing. And uh, someone says, Esther Peter's take on marriage, we still want everything the traditional family was meant to provide. But now we also want our partner to love us, to desire us, to be interested in us. We should be best friends, trusted confidants and passionate lovers to boot. That's an awful lot to expect from one person. That's absolutely true. Yeah, we used to get married just to um, solidify our estates and uh, produce children. And whatever we did outside of that was kind of okay. But nowadays we do want an awful lot. And maybe last text on this, we're going to have to take a little break. Uh, Someone says, Kira, about adult children not accepting new partners. 
partners. Tell them if they behave, they will remain in the will. Oh, that's harsh. That is very harsh. But um, I do think it's hard. I do think it's probably hard to accept a new partner when your mum or dad has died or, or, or I presume it's usually after a death that would be the difficulty. But equally, can you really consign your remaining parent to, to mothballs for the rest of their life because you want to indulge some kind of infant fantasy of yourself as a child who needs to be looked after. No, that's not fair. Grow up. Let your parents be. They're only human and everyone deserves a slice of happiness. 53106. Let me know what you think about that. I think we're going to be talking about maybe adoption next, although I'm looking in the box and I, they're not looking at me, so I don't know. Uh, could be anything. Lunchtime Live and Unscripted. Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. Your online healthcare provider. See a doctor, therapist, or physio now on our app or at videodoc.ie.